Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmate's flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Hey, all Double G here from Fight Game Media. We are putting a show that is on our YouTube page every Sunday uh, afternoon, The Power Bombshells with Mel Gray, Sam Shipman. They are, we're going to run that in the place of the boom. Kevin Ely, James B. McDaniel, work and, and life got in the way this week. So they were unable to do their normal show. So in its steed, you will hear Mel, you will hear Sam. And they invited Jim Valley onto the show, F4W Zone. So hopefully this is a good replacement for everybody. It's it's their show from uh, from Sunday afternoon. And uh, again, apologies that uh, Kevin and, and James were not able to do their show, but they'll be back next week. So check out, here we go, Power Bombshells. Welcome to Power Bombshells. We're just not your typical broads talking not your typical wrestling. I am Mel. That is Sam, and we have a new uh, inaugural honorary broad on the broadcast yeah. to join us this week because he's a kind human, the effing king of recovery himself, Mr. Jim Valley. Welcome to the Power Bombshells. Thank you for being here. I think being an honorary broad is an even better title than being <laughs> the king of recovery. I wear it with honor. I don't take it lightly. That's, we appreciate that. It's <laughs> so great to have Jim on. We uh, He brought along his gift. If you missed it yesterday, at some point during our broadcast here, we'll go ahead and play the... Uh... Jim wrote a song about... <laughs> Some of the WWE, and we're not going to cover the WWE betting thing because plenty of people have weighed in. And, uh, you know, there's uh, I, I, when I listen to the boom, I hear the 800 different podcasts there are for uh, sports betting. So if you want to go listen to them, they're on Spotify. Uh, believe me, I know they're ad supported. <laughs> hey, good for them. Get paid. Like, no, get paid. That's right. Jeff Hawkins. Hashtag get paid. So we are. Hey, Brad. Glad you could make it today. Yay, Brad's here. <laughs> so we will uh, entertain some live commenters as they join us because sometimes they do. And, so, and Nikki is here. We love Nikki. <laughs> Nikki's my sister. <laughs> so she's supportive in the chat. So she's, thank you. Oh, she's family. She's probably just family. Is. <laughs> she's been on here. So let's she see. What are we going to talk about first, Sam? We can, uh, I guess we can do a quick uh, ROH, uh, not recap, but we'll talk about that real quick. So ROH had its second episode on Thursday. Uh, they went ahead and got right into title matches in their, 
in their second episode. They had um, they had three. They bookended the show. They opened with the TV title, which was Samoa Joe versus Tony Deppin. Uh, Tony Deppin is a previous ROH TV champion. So on episode one, he said that he'd been watching. He oh he was I think he said he was front row for final battle, and so he knew all of Joe's weaknesses. Uh, apparently, he didn't know them well enough <laughs> because Samoa Joe retained. Uh, <laughs> and so then about midway through the show, uh, they had uh, Wheeler Yuta defended uh, his pure championship against Timothy Thatcher. And that was Timothy Thatcher's uh, debut in ROH. That was that surprised me because it feels like Timothy Thatcher has been everywhere for a very long time. And I didn't realize he'd never been in Ring of Honor before. And I believe Jim has a connection with uh, Timothy Thatcher. Yeah. Um, you know, Timothy, was he, is he at a Sacramento? Something so. like that. Um, I used to work for one of the incarnations of Portland Wrestling. Uh, Frank Culbertson's Portland Wrestling. He was a sales manager at the Portland, Oregon WB affiliate. Oh, wow. And so he got Portland Wrestling on TV in like 05 and 06. And he brought up a lot of guys from Reno, some guys from uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, and some guys from Sacramento, just kind of in the region. And one of the people he brought up was Timothy Thatcher. I mean, this is a really good crew. We had Dr. Luther, kind of the, nice. the, the veteran uh-huh. of the locker room. And Luther's a really nice guy. I'm really glad to see that he's, you know, got a regular gig with AEW and coaching and things. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think he's a great guy. Too. He's in a great spot. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's doing great work. But Timothy, back then, was really influenced by William Regal. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's why people think he's British. Because he, people... Well, yeah, he did all the mannerisms. I think he did do the British accent. I mean, okay. he did straight on. That's William why I think of him that way, too. That's funny. And... You know, it wasn't bad. I don't want to imply that it was bad. It's just, it's fascinating to see. It's like a, like a band or an actor who sort of, you know, starts initially impersonating or emulating mm-hmm. someone that they idolize. Right. And then over time, Timothy has evolved and become himself. Mm-hmm. And is now considered one of the best wrestlers in the world. And, you know, I don't want to say that I didn't see it in him. He seemed really cool. He was very bright. He was very nice. Um, you just don't know, are people going to stay with it? Right. Are they going to go... You know, get a better job and go a different <laughs> career route. Are they going to settle down, have a family? And none of these things are bad. You right. just don't know. And he's just an example of someone who stayed with it, emulated a good person, and eventually, you know, became his own person and one of the best in the world. And it couldn't have happened to a better guy. So I'm always happy to see Timothy Thatcher. It feels, I don't know, I can't say that I knew it when. Right. I didn't know it when. Uh-huh. But it's just, it's cool that it happened this way. Yeah, definitely. It's part of your journey. And you got yeah. like a yeah. really good, like, we always talk about like just wrestling 
being this big like part of our lives and how it's intertwined all the time and how we see these moments and like uh, Sam was like watching uh, Hangman back when he was you know in his John Deere hat and that was like and you know it's like you know but you don't know because it's funny I remember Hangman Page uh, one time was doing stuff at the Charlotte Fan Fest one of the uh-huh. I don't remember what year I went, but he was just kind of getting a name. I think he just started maybe with New Japan. And I think he just adopted the whole hangman image. And I was thinking to myself, that's probably smart because, you know, there's also Adam Cole. They sort right. of have similar <laughs> images, <laughs> similar builds. And it's like, you need to distinguish yourself. Right. And, you know, again, I wouldn't have guessed one, the path he would have taken. Mm. It's kind of the same thing with Timothy Thatcher, almost. Right. He didn't definitely. emulate anybody, but I guess maybe Stan Hansen a little bit. But anyway, oh, it's cool God. to see that there's room in one company and in the wrestling space for two guys, the Adam Cole, Adam Page. It's good that there's a big enough tent for everybody they yeah definitely each have their separate identities and have carved mm-hmm. their own uh, place in wrestling yeah definitely it's very cool to see and so yeah and like you said i've watched so i watched hangman for a long time i think the only one of the only people that i've like seen and like known that they were gonna be good and i wish they were in a better i mean of course i wish they were in a better spot it's probably cedric alexander i saw him <laughs> i saw him back in rec centers i paid five bucks to see him in the beginning and then i got to see him on wrestlemania which he actually tweeted the match out yesterday from when he did mania and that cedric is somebody like i when i saw him i was like my sister and i were like that guy is something that he's there's something about him he's very good and he's you know we and that was so we when he ended up going to uh the cruiserweight classic like we were like oh this is perfect for him and you know then he got the you know the fans got behind him and they told triple h they were like sign him and that you know it turned into that whole thing and so that was a really cool thing to see um so it's always cool to see people like in their early days and like you said they kind of you never know if they're going to stick with it or what happens and then you see them evolve and then like you said timothy thatcher has become you know one of the best in the world and he's so highly regarded and uh so it's great to see him um <laughs> Don says, me get wear the fuck out of a pair of jeans, especially if they have butterflies on them. <laughs> I love, love. Well, that's one of the Hangman. things I love the most about Hangman. He does not. He it works for him. On anybody no. else, it probably wouldn't fit. But <laughs> for Hangman, he's gotten away with so many pairs of <laughs> Hangman pants that no one else could. It's like. Jericho can get away with the ridiculous he does with it, and but Hangman, yeah. yeah, and the Gene thing especially, like that's a unique. Yeah. That I think gives who, him like a plus five to charisma. Who would have guessed that a tough cowboy wrestler could sometimes dress like Dolly Parton? Right, it works. <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah. He's so great, and man, and after that match last week, the uh, that the Texas Death Match, man. It was such a, a great match, and I'm so happy for him. Hopefully, that's going to set him on a, a different path because it seems like he kind of got not lost in the shuffle, but you know, there was other things going on, and you know, he wasn't a focal point. So I think he kind of reminded people. <laughs> but I think that's kind of the the AEW booking. It's like yes. I think they want to keep people fresh, so it's like yeah, they'll go away true. for a little while, or they kind of disappear and make a comeback. You know, and they, they kind of protect those people. It's like, Hangman wasn't necessarily losing, 
he just wasn't the focal point. So you don't right. get tired of him. Right. I think that's kind of the strategy. Yeah, I think so too. I think you're right about that. And, you know, it's, uh, and I think he just reminded people, especially with, because he's in there with somebody like John Moxley, who we expect certain things from. But I was like, you know, during Hangman's title run, he had two Texas death matches and he won both of the, his Texas death matches. And so, you know, I think that, I think last Sunday was probably his best. Uh, Texas death match that he had and a lot of that I think is his opponent too and because you know I'm a huge John Moxley fan as well I'm a huge fan of both of them so I was really that was I'd, I had going into it that was my prediction for match of the night and maybe it's for me because I love both of them and it, it, for me it was the you know, that was my match of the night for sure um, but it was, so it was yeah it was it was absolutely brilliant um, Moxley came to defy um in seattle he's been a couple of times right when i was there and moxley was there it's fascinating to watch his process i mean he gets psyched up i can imagine stage i can only imagine you know for his matches he's he's like listening to to i think it was was it offspring something like that (laughs) and he's got it in his earbuds or his headphones and he's just you know getting psyched up, doing like wall push-ups, doing push-ups, kind of, you know, stalking in the aisles as he gets closer and closer to bell time. And then when it's, you know, time to come through the curtain, he's like, boom, because he's yeah. built up the energy and he's ready for that That's so explosion. Now, he's an artist, that guy. Yes. That guy's great. He's got such a passion. Yeah. For what he's doing, you know, mm-hmm. you can tell he loves this shit. Yeah. He, yes. He does live for it. He absolutely people does. Are like, oh, I love it. I love it. But no, he. Yeah. That's right. You work backstage at, or not back. Yeah. You do backstage interviewing at Defy, right? Yeah. yeah. Are you still doing that? That no, I was, once in a while? I was getting a little tired. Yeah. Too much. Tired. It's, it's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. A lot. But Defy's cool. Five. Yeah, I've seen a couple of Defy shows. I saw, I actually watched his, I watched the show that he, uh, the match that he had with Filthy Tom last yeah. year. And that was probably, that was definitely one of my favorite matches last year. I just, because I love Tom Lawler too. And they, they just bring something out in each other. That guy, you know, he's, he understands wrestling. He yeah. totally gets it. Yeah. A lot of times, modern era fighters aren't as bad, but. You know, in like the early 2000s, a lot of the UFC guys didn't understand the psychology of wrestling Mm -hmm. or losing, things like that. Now, Tom Waller totally gets it. Yeah, he, oh, absolutely. Uh, We are ginormous fans of Tom Waller. (laughs) We are. Uh, Mr. Paul Fontaine surprised me on a wrap-up show of WrestleMania last year and had Filthy Tom join our cast. So I got to ask him a question. Yeah, I was, was... Just a, I was so I was disappointed. I was watching uh, the Braves were having it was opening day. And I was watching their games. So I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I'll just and for I'll just catch another show. And then they were told me they, that Filthy Tom was on there. And I was like, no. <laughs> Tom's a nice man. He's a really cool guy. Oh, it's so good yeah. to hear. I love that stuff. It's always, always good to hear. Yes, definitely. So, but yeah, well, right. I'm going to circle back to ROH more real quick just before we go. So they were, before we move on to the next thing. So there were two women's matches again. 
Surprise, awesome. surprise. It can happen back to back two weeks in a row. <laughs> I don't know if they filmed any more women's matches because I saw like when the original, the initial set of matches came out of like what was filmed a couple of weeks ago. I believe I only remembered seeing like three or four matches. So I don't know what next week's going to look like. I don't know if they stacked them all, but they did let the, they did have the women main event, Athena and Willow had a phenomenal oh i'm match. looking forward to, i'm gonna have to go check that out I, yeah i recommend it they got 15 minutes and oh, they were and, and then you know athena's just been on this other level since that jody threat match and she just she's killing it and uh willow was just right there with her toe-to-toe it was just it was a really great match it was probably my favorite match from last week it was just and then on that same show was billy sarks versus uh trisha dora which, you know, where Mel and I are both huge fans of Trish and, and Billy. Um, and so that was a really good match. And I love that. So they didn't really set up um, Athena for, they haven't set up Athena's mm-hmm. next, um, her next uh, opponent yet, but they kind of have filled in some stuff. I think, um, cause let's see, cause Wheeler Yuta's next opponent is going to be, be Clark Connors. Um, Brad said, that Athena versus Willow was his best was the best non-starter women's match I've seen this year. That is very high praise. <laughs> That's really high praise. And that was, yeah, I thought it was a phenomenal match. And I'm really happy for both of them. And then I will say real quickly, um, Impact, the uh, Mickey James and Giselle main evented. Uh, they got 17 minutes. Uh, there were two matches on that one, Jordan Grace. Uh, she, she won in like two and a half minutes. So <laughs> I guess I had to give all that time at the end. And then I didn't see NXT, but I do know that Miko and, uh, Roxanne closed out NXT. I think they got 11 minutes. The women made event at rampage for the third time this year. Uh, and they got 10 minutes. So that was nice to see. Hopefully that's a, a trend that we'll, we'll see some more of. Um, but yes, yeah, so a ring of honor has been, I have really enjoyed these first two episodes that flows really well. I still have not had any streaming issues. Um, so it seems like they're building some good stuff there, especially even though now, <laughs> now that AEW apparently is getting yet another TV show. I just, I don't know why ring of honor is not on TV. I think that could have been a, I mean, I don't make the decisions obviously, <laughs> window warner i'm sure they have their reasons but i that could have been uh, ring of honors doing some good stuff and i feel like they i wish they were on tv so more people would see them but you know well maybe one day <laughs> jim do you want to weigh in there? you know i just think it's cool i mean um you know it's it's a sort of like a developmental system it's also a place where people can go to kind of get freshen up maybe mm-hmm. not seen by quite so so many eyes um you know you compare what tony khan is doing with roh versus when wwe had the ecw brand right you know, it's more true to the original roh than wwe ecw was right yeah um, point. you know circling back to jordan grace you know considering the kind of wrestler Jordan Grace is supposed to be, you know, two minutes. It's a dominant win. It's a state. That is true. It is. You know, that is true. You know, she's a powerhouse. She's, she is. She's you know, incredible. Like, I, you know, like sort of like a Goldberg kind of a thing. So I don't know that that's a big deal. But uh, Billy Starks, she uh, wrestled against my girl, Debbie Malenko. So I, you know, I'm not a fan. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. You can't. Understandable. I got you. Totally understand. (laughs) Completely understand. I got you. Got to roll with your faction, man. Debbie's my girl, so yeah, I'm. Yeah, I I understand. Totally get it. (laughs) That space Jesus just has some amazing moves on her. Yeah, she she, and she made her MLW debut. Her her second one. (laughs) What was that? that? This interview is over. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, Jim and I were friends for five yeah, seconds. Just... Oh, anyway, God. Sam, it's like I was saying. That's I guess awesome. we should move on to the next subject then. We'll switch gears back to Revolution since we are coming off of, uh, we're coming off of the pay-per-view, so we're kind of seeing. Oh, yeah, it's in the description. I guess we should talk about it a little. Yeah, well, and it it does, you know, it was the first pay-per-view of the year for for AEW, so it kind of wrapped up a few things and started a few few things, continued, like the, obviously the big women's storyline that's, take it's uh that poor storyline is is uh <laughs> struggling but they there it's got a little bit of a i guess it got um revived a little bit with the the ruby turn which we all kind of saw coming <laughs> i think and um so you know they they did have that and that of course led to the ruby promo which jim uh discussed on his show yesterday and definitely got people talking and it, it was fat neck bearded mouth breathing trolls Thank you for having that. Yeah, I'm so glad you had that ready because, yeah, it reminded me when you were going through it yesterday and it was like it reminded me of two truths and a lie because that's kind of what her promo was. She started because I was listening to it when she was telling I was like, well, yeah, she's not wrong about that. And then I was like, well, (laughs) that's a little debatable. So, yeah, she did have like because I think uh, what was the because I know that she brought up the Chris Statlander thing, but there was something before Chris Statlander, right, that she brought up. Why am I blanking on what it was that she said? I just was it Brit? May have been. Yes, was I think. So. My very first title match here yes. in AEW was at Grand Slam against Britt Baker, and when she beat me, these people were thrilled. <laughs> well, so there a, a truth, <laughs> and then the second truth was the part about being booed out of the building when Chris when she beat Chris Statlander. But I did notice she did not bring up that Jade is the one who beat her to become the TBS champion. That is the topic that Mel and I have talked about quite a few times. That potential well now with this situation who i i don't know if that's the route they'll go and i know they've been kind of waiting on chris statlander and it seems like she if the reports are to be believed she's not quite ready um so we've talked about maybe the fact of having ruby be the one to dethrone jade because jade beat her to become champion so i think that's a nice story um but i noticed that she did not bring that up at all um in her in her promo but then she got so she had her her truths and then her, I guess the lie part is not necessarily a lie. I guess it's just a matter of opinion <laughs> on whether or not people were begging for Soraya to come out of retirement. I don't think people really knew that Soraya could come out of retirement. So I don't know that they were exactly begging for it. <laughs> but you I know. didn't beg for it, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. someone begged for it at some point. I mean, I mean, like it made her own fans, I'm sure, which, you know, 
but Never. we nobody knew that she was even in the you know that she could even potentially yeah yeah i mean sure there's edge and of course you know everybody and it's so cold had his match at, at wrestlemania and things like that but you know nobody knew if soraya would ever be cleared again so i don't know that they were exactly clamoring for her to come back when we weren't even sure that she was cleared so i thought that was an interesting i mean it was a good promo like she's i i was glad to see that from ruby i think she needed that um to kind of just show what she can do on the microphone because she hasn't done a whole lot of it. Um, it would be really interesting to see her doing a promo with Britt Baker, I think would be some interesting TV, hmm. especially now that Britt's kind of in the baby face. I mean, not kind of, I guess she is the baby face now. <laughs> so she's got to, um, but, and especially the way they were talking about like how you have to, um, you can't build off of a broken, what was that? A broken foundation. You have to demolish it and start all over, which, I was like, I don't think Britt's going to take too kindly to that because she, <laughs> you know, she's carried the division on her back from, from early days. And so I thought that was a, it was a, it was a good promo, I thought, but there were some, definitely some interesting things. So what do you think about I it? I thought she was great. Um, yeah. You know, I think one of the things when I first started watching wrestling, you know, what I always liked was the uh, extemporaneous aspect of it where you you know you work within the space and you react to the fans mm -hmm. and she was reacting to the fans Agreed. she didn't just come out and read her memorized lines mm -hmm. word for word and just get through it she knew where to pause she knew where to kind of stick it to the fans. Mm -hmm. She was really good, I think, in that interactivity. Yeah. Um, I was most impressed by that. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said yesterday, I don't know if it's because she's on the smaller side or Vince didn't get her look or what it was. I mean, she's not like the greatest wrestler but she's not terrible. Mm -mm. And, you know, I don't know. I'm glad she's getting this opportunity to really kind of do her thing. And I think that, um, I think a heel Ruby is going to be a lot of fun. I think so too. Yeah. I wasn't really sure how that would go. Cause I, cause I am, yeah, I like Ruby a lot. And so I kind of liked her in the role that we've seen her, but that yeah, definitely opened my eyes to like what she's capable of doing. I don't know that she's going to win a lot. Right. But it'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. What do you think about it, Mel? I was on the fence until I heard you guys break it to like we heard the breakdown a little bit. Like yesterday was and yeah. I decided that, that yesterday was really helpful. I like because you did actually break the promo down. Like it was hilarious, but it was also <laughs> very informative. Like Thank you. Uh oh, we gotta read this comment. The only thing I beg for as a fan is attention from Tanahashi and his Instagram comments. <laughs> I, you know what? I mean, Tanahashi, he is the ace of the universe, and we yes. all love him to death. Yes. I just want hair tips. Right? Me too. <laughs> oh my gosh. I he's giving them all he's giving them all to shooter, apparently. <laughs> he was perfect. That guy is gonna be the IWGP champion. I cannot wait. One day. He's gonna be the champion one yes. day. He I will be. Like I mean, it's maybe uh, they should like really bet on him and just go for it. At some I point. think they will. The future is very bright for New Japan. They 
I am absolutely. so happy. I yeah. mean, we're not going to get into, uh, oh, we got Brad's comment here. Yes. Uh, this is, uh, this was one of the better you people promo- promos, but a better reason would have been Brit has been bad. Listen to me from day one. Why would I help her? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I agree. Uh, they yeah. do lean into kind of the what I call the WWE-ness of things, <laughs> which is because that's what they know. Um, and that's the the system they came up in. So they do kind of lean into, I mean, of course, it's wrestling trope in general, but it's very heavily WWE trope. Um, and because it's what we've seen for, you know, decades now, and that's what they came up in. And so I feel like, especially Soraya leans into that a lot. Um, she leans into uh, to that weird. type of stuff. And so it seems like Ruby is kind of doing that as well, leaning into the, the WWE stuff. It's weird does. how much Soraya does lean into it, considering she's a carny and came from the whole <laughs> exactly yeah exactly yeah it's yeah. like she can't break herself out of i mean and maybe with time you know the more she does it the more she'll maybe find her own footing yeah. uh, outside of that but maybe it's just what she knows and so she just goes to it because that's what she did for so long and so and it's tv uh versus you know so maybe that's part of it too but yeah that is a really interesting point that it would be fun to see her go old school carney like regal like what we were talking about version of her as opposed to what she's doing right now and not do like just shed the super like the sports entertainment thing entirely Mm -hmm. and go do like you know british strong style kind of old school like world of sport-esque like you know something i don't know a little more like that it's that might be fun for her actually because she could lean into being a carny especially in AEW, where they're kind of making fun of kayfabe all the time right nfl sunday ticket is now on youtube and youtube tv which means that it just got easier to be an nfl fan even if you live far away Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So well, that's the thing. Very quickly, I don't understand why the Jericho Appreciation Society doesn't do more sports entertainment stuff. Yeah, they should try to do all the WWE tropes and fail. They should be doing. <laughs> That's what I think. I would probably appreciate the Jericho Appreciation Society a lot more if they did that. That would be so They're just heels. Yeah. Tony Khan needs to give them some sort of 3D graphic when they come out. Oh, my God. I love this. 
you know, oh. they need to try to do contract signings like all the time, all of these things, and then have the AW wrestlers outsmart them because we've all seen it a million times. Right. I don't understand. I guess, you know, and now that you've, I would, That's, I was like, I would enjoy that so much. That would be the best thing for them. And then to it do. kind of reminds, it kind of goes back to the Ricky Starks thing with the way Ricky Starks tricked Jericho into signing a contract <laughs> to keep Jericho. Yes, that is a very that is kind of a sports entertainment move that they did so maybe they'll stick with it so yeah. don says he'd really get behind the trio of hills that they started cutting promos saying they missed the wwe universe i for one would be I'm very against that because i don't like that's kind of what they were doing in the beginning and it didn't go over well it didn't work because they're be funny if you know the jericho appreciation society called them called their fans the AEW universe or some stupid. Well, they thing. did the galaxy, right? Galaxy. I mean, yeah, Jericho, just so, just yeah. cringy stuff. Just I don't understand why they don't play off all that. Yeah, stuff. they really cringy. should, but yeah, they should really cringy. They should lead, like they should make it a funhouse mirror. Man, now I need everything up. I need the three D graphic they now. They should bring puppets to the just all that stuff all kinds of great i you know what i would definitely read give it see more you. free advice from us here at power bombshells <laughs> being an honorary broad there you go we give out good ideas all the time so. <laughs> this is i like this i'm so into that idea i want that yeah i need it i need it in my that is, yeah now that i now that it's on my radar i need it <laughs> and it would make them because they're I guess not, I don't want to say stale, but they've kind of like, it's, it's not, they need to do something, I guess, to get that, like to not get attention, but I think that would be to kind of take them to the next level. So they're not kind of fizzled, yeah. So they're not so fizzled out that oh, now I need all this to happen. Okay. <laughs> now I need all of it to happen. Um, man. Yes. So also within the uh, so one of the things that we talked about last week is how uh jade did not have a match yeah on the paper was... they didn't have one even on the pre-show because they stuck with the one match on the pre-show which is a new thing for them they have always filled it with four matches um but they did do that this time so jade was left off uh the she was left off the show altogether um and she we did see a promo with her uh she said that she's basically she didn't have um she you know she's she's ran through everybody in america <laughs> on the aw roster <laughs> going to canada next week give me canada give me somebody so i wondered originally we kind of the way she worded it she left it open to the possible because everybody's like oh who you know who's a free agent in canada and all this stuff but then we were i was talking to some people and uh one of the slacks about it and we were like she kind of left it open where it could potentially be the bunny because she ally is from canada um and she the way she worded it was that she has ran through them in the u.s so we're like well she's canadian maybe she maybe that's who she like i guess we didn't want to be especially since we the you know mercedes did not work out and they ended up not having that i was like well may i was like what if they don't bring somebody in so maybe maybe it's ally and then you know we were talking about it and then i saw a lot of people were wanting it to be lufisto um but then they made the point that you know would they bring in a legacy person like <laughs> to lose to jade um then there's some other names came up and then it seems kind of obvious now with some rumors that have picked up who her opponent's gonna be um even though actually rj city said he thought it was gonna be ann murray <laughs> <was his> guess. 
<laughs> that was that was RJ's guess on Twitter. Uh, Brian Brian Adams. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> but, I don't know. Other famous people. Maybe he'll fight Paul Ponte, or maybe she'll fight Paul Ponte. Maybe it is. It's it's Paul, the ROH historian. <laughs> She just couldn't take it. And she's like, I'm going after this guy. Yeah. So Mel, do you have any guesses on who you think it is? I really don't. Okay. I I mean, it it seems logical. And I think even Dave said that Sat was ready. So maybe she is. Oh, that's the opposite of what was that the report for the week before, not from, not from Dave, but says that she's not ready. I thought this week on one of the observers. Maybe, maybe, maybe information has changed since I heard, but like, who knows? I mean, it seems obvious and sometimes the most obvious answer is the answer in wrestling and it's not some big swerve but i just don't but she's not from canada no she's she's not jim do you have sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i don't i don't know anything let me just state that Uh okay yeah you have to (laughs) if i were in charge and i had a wish list Mm -hmm. and i said if it's got to be somebody canadian Mm -hmm. it's going to be a big show Mm-hmm. I would love it to be Taya Valkyrie. That's my that's my prediction. Too, it's also Brad and what? Brad. It's Brad's prediction as well. Taya's. We found out the day after. Statuesque. Taya's. People, people would know who she is. Uh huh. Physically, it would look like she could go toe to toe with Jade. True. Very I true. love Taya. I used to, yeah. but she was Ta- one of Taya, the highlights of my impact watching time. So. Yeah, Taya, Taya's my guest yeah. too, uh, particularly because her impact contract, she left impact. Uh, Thursday was her last day um, or was her last on air day. Uh, she says she doesn't know where she's going. She's addressed the rumors. She said, of course, people are talking and I basically she's glad that people are talking about her. <laughs> Uh, you know she is she's also mlw's uh first featherweight champion um so you know she's got that going on she's also competing in nwa as well so it would be nice to see taya pop up in in aw and i think like you said she is somebody that looks like they could go toe-to-toe with jade could possibly could make you think that she could be the one she could she could be the one and that what is she 53 and one or 53 and oh i believe is what her record's at right now so she looks like she could be the uh the the one in that um in that record so i i hope it's ty i think it would be great i think she would be a really cool well not only that i think given Taya's level of experience Mm -hmm. i think that she could probably really help jade you know, step up. Yeah, agree. I think you know, Jade isn't the smoothest wrestler, but I think it works for her. It does. And it looks like she's manhandling and yeah. forcing her will on her opponent sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, and she's um. I saw recently that uh, I think it was Daniel. I think it was Brian Danielson was saying like she has said that she wants to go to Japan and she wants to learn Good. there. And he was like, I, you know, he was like, I would. I, you know, I think that would be a great thing for her. And if she's able to, like, they should do it. And I was like, well, they've got the relationship with, you know, with DDT, who has obviously TJPW. I was like, I hope, you know, I hope that's something, if that's something she really wants, because it sounds like she wants to improve. She wants to get better. She wants to be. If she wanted to get better, I would send her to stardom. Yes, I would. 100%. Everybody who goes into stardom Mm -hmm. comes out better. Yeah. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Yes. And that would be huge for her. 
Um, I can. Jim, you and Fumi uh, did a. Oh, we've got it real quick. I was hoping for Celine Dion. I thought Celine Dion too, and then I was like, she's having some health issues, so that might not be so fair to her. <laughs> Jade would probably demolish her in, in even less time. <laughs> no one wants to see that. No. Jade and Saki Akai, tag team is a must. Uh, yeah. See, I'm I'm sorry, I'm butchering the name now. I feel like such a jerk because I actually do know how to pronounce things, but not today apparently. So but yes, uh anybody in the stardom, like on the stardom roster, uh, I really that they, they were great on the Muda show, the gals that were right just loved I mean I've I'm doing Wrestle Universe. I've only seen the TJPW, so I haven't seen the stardom as much, but sure. Don says he loves TJPW. They're hugely underrated promotion. I haven't seen a whole lot of it. Um, that's the one that's I really need to get more into Japanese women's wrestling, but I have heard really great things. And what I have seen, it's really good. I'm really looking forward to the show that they're doing uh, over uh, at the in the collective weekend. TJPW is doing, a, they're doing a, a show um, and that I really want to see. If it oh. is, Taya, mm -hmm. I think given... You know, Taya's tall, she's statuesque, right. Jade is statuesque. Mm -hmm. You know, Taya can teach Jade how to wrestle more like a bigger Yeah. Because they have the sure. same you know, that tall, is very true. Yeah. You know, statuesque body type. They yeah. can move. she can teach her how to wrestle like a giant. Right. Right. Man, can you imagine if Jade had that in her arsenal? <laughs> <laughs> She's like got the charisma and the star power and the yeah. the look she and the whole thing else. Yeah, she's, she's got yeah, and I think it I think the you know, I think she's definitely improved a lot in the last two years. And I think working with Danielson has been a huge help yeah. for her. And I think she has the willingness to to learn and to do these things. And yeah. saying that she wants to go to Japan tells me that she is serious about getting better and it may take her some time, yeah. but she she can do and i think yeah like you said now like wrestling with ty i could teach her so much about using her body and things like that and that could be huge for her so now i really want it to be Taya. <laughs> and if it's not Taya next week i hope it's Taya soon <laughs> stupid tony gone yeah Taya. yeah get it make it happen <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> so no, uh, oh, she's so great mm -hmm. she can talk she can do comedy. Yeah. She can be a brute. Mm -hmm. She's got a great look. She does. You know, no, she's not 25, but still. She's great. I, I don't understand. I mean, she's had a great career, but right. I, I don't get what happened in WWE. But Me whatever. either. Me either. I, I did see, I was reading an interview with her yesterday. And, you know, obviously she used that when she was in WWE, she was Frankie Monet. And so she yeah. was saying, like, she would love to wrestle Mercedes Monet. And she yeah, said, especially because, yeah, and she's like, every time we've talked, she's like, we've talked about wrestling in Mexico and doing that training and stuff like that. And she was like, and now, and she was like, that's somebody I would love to cross path was, paths with and to have a match. And, you know, it was like, and she was like, I'd love to face her somewhere um, someday. And I was like, that, I think that would be an, another really great one. Having someone like Taya even challenge and lose for the IWGP women's title would be a big deal. You know, a lot of people, we're questioning the 
the genesis of the women's title. Mm -hmm. And I think that New Japan and Katani have turned out to be geniuses mm -hmm. with this yeah. idea. Talk yeah. about perfect timing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, the timing I, has been incredible. It's really yeah. smart. Really yeah, smart. it was. Yes. And did I it's, put... You know, I would say that Forbidden Door showed, they saw that there was a demand for it. They actually added that Forbidden Door match. It didn't get, I wish that more people had stayed in their seats for it. Like it was one of those moments, but this is something that we see. I mean, it, this is what it is. And I'm beyond you sort of in enough big wrestling shows now to mm -hmm. get, I get it. But it was on the show and that was a big deal. And I feel like that started to kickstart like the generation of trying to get and they realized there was a market for it in North America. Like we want the women's matches on the shows. Right. So it's like, wee. <laughs> oh, it shows a thing. Awesome. They want to be a global brand. Yep. We're going into it. like, we're coming back around to like 2018 New Japan. Remember to like 2017, mm -hmm. 2018 New Japan. That's when I really like, started getting into it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. I subscribed yeah. to, uh, New Japan pro wrestling, like the New Japan world because uh -huh. of 20, it was the two out of three falls, no time limits, Kenny Omega, uh, Okada match was like, uh -huh. I'm signing up for this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I was funny. And then that was when I watched my first G1. And yeah. I mean, it was Man. just, I became like, we were going to actually, stupid COVID, we were going to go to Japan for the G1 because they moved it to, remember they had the Olympics in the summer. Right. So they moved it to the fall and we were mm -hmm. going to go in the fall because the prices we figured would drop for Japan to just like being in the budget. Yeah. And then we could go to the G1. It was right. perfect. And it's like our, we like to really do a big trip for our anniversary, which is in October. So it would have been like right there. And we have a friend that was going to meet us there. We were all going to go to Japan together for the first time and do all the shows that we could possibly cram into it. And it's like, no, you're not. You're getting locked in your house for the rest of <laughs> But at least we had COVID era wrestling. It's just, it's nice yep. to see New Japan back on the level. This year's Forbidden Door, I think. Last year was amazing. I think this year's going to be off the hook because it's heating up. Right. You got to top it. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I started catching up on cup matches. I went through and just Jim like, hasn't watched any yet. No, I'm not gonna go. Yeah, I won't go into it. No, to say I last night I got okay. no I watched Here's the cup matches only. I was fast because I was watching on my iPad, so I was like I was just watching. I was fast forwarding just to the cup matches so I could get caught up. Doing. So I'm done with round one. I finished round one last night, and then I was like, then we'll have to get into to round two. But there's been some really great stuff that's happened so far, and I was like, and when we saw it with Russell Kingdom, even and the shows since and New Year Dash was great, and so yeah, it seems like they're firing on all cylinders again, which is really nice to see because New Japan was great, and they have a lot of great talent over there. So I'm glad to see that. My favorite wrestling. Um, Yes. It makes me feel so good. I just like click it on and I hear Chris Charlton and Kevin Kelly and they make me feel. <laughs> well, and then so... they've had like, cause Chris Charlton was on yeah, the Jeff first Cobb show. On, on I, Jeff Cobb it, on commentary, which I forgot how funny he is. One cause he's done, he's done commentary before. 
and he's I love Jeff Cobb on commentary I hope they put him up there as much as they can I love um, Jeff Cobb period and it was the sentence. same <laughs> me too the brass has the undercard matches on the cup shows have been great too so many stories going on i knew that was gonna happen i was like i'm gonna end up missing good stuff but i was like i've got there's so much wrestling and then i've got to prepare for the collective at the end of the month so i was like i'm just gonna have to stick i knew that was gonna happen i was like i'm gonna end up missing some good stuff because i'm trying to get to get through these you can't keep matches. up anymore there's no possible and that's why i was like if i maybe if i could watch wrestling full-time then i could have i still wouldn't be able to watch everything there's so much what a what a great problem to have i think (laughs) we are very spoiled very spoiled (laughs) we're very spoiled to have access to all this great wrestling all over the place which is why i never have time for for stardom and tjpw because i'm trying to watch what i other things and i still want to watch them too So I'm like, I've got to quit taking on so much stuff. Uh, let's see here. What else is going on in AEW? So, oh, so yeah, we had. Um... Oh, yeah. QT was so uh, QT Marshall is back on Sam's TV. And I could hear her, even though I wasn't in Charlotte, I could hear her from Detroit on my couch. I looked at my husband and said, uh oh, Sam's pissed. <laughs> just was like you probably heard a very loud sigh <laughs> and i knew it because they had they've been promoting the qtv and i was like i knew qt was gonna be involved and you were kind of shaking your fist at the heavens and i was head, shaking so. my house at the wrestling goddesses yes to bring him back now i have qt and jeff jarrett on my tv <laughs> which i don't <laughs> i just <sighs> I, I, QT is very good at what he does he just frustrates me <laughs> and so it was interesting to see. I wasn't crazy, and, the, and not just because of QT. I wasn't, at first, was not crazy about the way they went about the having Hobbs win his first title. But I get it. I just wish it had been a little bit different. But, you know, Hobbs has the title, and I guess that's the most important thing. It feels like Wardlow, I mean, I guess they're going to set Wardlow up for bigger things potentially uh, whenever they read when they reignite the feud with mjf i don't know how quickly i didn't think it would be this soon because and I, maybe it still isn't going to be this soon but i thought wardlow was going to kind of thought they were kind of going to rebuild him back up because you know he was super hot and then they didn't do anything with him and he kind of cooled off a little bit and i thought maybe they were putting the tnt title back on him to kind of rebuild that up to get him ready for whenever he and mjf eventually feud again um but apparently that's not the way they're they're apparently they're going about it a different way than we thought (laughs) we got some disagreement here and it's not mean all right so john says Oh, you clicked it. Oh, sorry. My bad. You go. You go. All right. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so Don says blasphemy. Jeff Jarrett is the ace of AEW. Not think- in my, not uh, in my All right. Well, we no, I don't break. listen. I, I don't. I, I don't hate Jeff Jarrett. I just feel like other people could be in that position. All right. Well, we need to hear what Jim thinks about <laughs> this, I think. Please do. When Jeff came on AW, I was, I was groaning. <laughs> Every now and then. I'll listen to uh, My World with Jeff and Don <laughs> Ren. They'll talk about TNA and stuff. Mm-hmm. Jeff seems very personable. Oh, yeah. Very likable. Mm-hmm. You can see why he's successful. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was in charge, I'd ask him, uh, 
if you're so smart, Jeff, and you sound very smart, why was there so much stupid shit on Impact at TNA? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that is a very good question that needs answers. <laughs> How can you sound so... There's just this dichotomy between Jeff sounding intelligent and nice and personable and all this stupid shit that happened right. over here for a decade. Yeah, yes. Yes. So when he came on my TV with AEW, I was just like, this is... Yeah. But Jeff has been killing it. He has been great. Okay. I yeah. can't deny it. So no, he's, he's definitely doing a good I job of getting annoying he's not me. doing the creative. <laughs> yeah, I am. Former, I yeah. think he's been outstanding. Yeah. Me and Jay Lethal have been outstanding i would have put the tag team titles on them but i guess you give it to the young guys like the guns and that's fine too but... <laughs> I well very... because presumably they want ftr to beat the guns yeah because the they can't have i think if then... they can't have ftr yeah. beat the acclaimed and so that I mean, was because i think that's their way around it i don't yeah. agree with the guns being champions right now because i don't think people care one way or another about them There's um and so it does yeah it gives them and and i've said it before like the guns are a solid team and they have improved a lot um and they're good in, at what they do like what their what their position is in the company i just i don't think this was the time to put the titles on them but i do think it's to get around it's to get around so ftr can do them and brad said sanjay does the glue for that team he's the greatest thing going right now and his pencil yes that's brad that's what i was just about to say my favorite the for me, the best part of that that foursome is Sanjay. And Sanjay is incredible in his in his role. He knows what his role is, and he does it masterfully. And I, I, I really, and I've always liked Sanjay, uh, but this is just it's perfect for him, and he does it so well. And just yeah, and then he and he's so ridiculous. Like he had the tie, the tie that looked like a pencil, and he had the shirt with their faces on the back of it. Like he's just so. He's so good at it. I, I really enjoy what he's doing. He's he's definitely well. And there's, you know, getting it's sort of like you know QT Marshall, sort of like what we talked about. Um, I think working with Jeff, working with Sanjay, working with Jay Lethal, can only make the acclaim better, mm -hmm. and make all those. There's a lot of, you know, younger wrestlers in the tag team division. Yeah. So you get those experienced people mm -hmm. in there and you can make the acclaimed even better. Right. And I think AEW has been really good at that, about pairing yeah. younger people with veterans. Like we've seen, you know, obviously we've seen Matt Hardy with 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 private party and now ethan ethan case is kind of involved in that and i love that i love that story that's one of the especially because i do watch <laughs> elevation and dark so it is nice to see to have that storyline and now it's spilled over to tv finally and you see like all that stuff and they're real and they've got then they have like they had matt sidale with top flight for a little while um they've had you know they're really good at pairing about using they they use the veterans they have to their advantage yeah. which i think is really great and it feels like they because they're definitely setting them up for for success and i think and even like i was listening to an interview uh sanjay dutt was on renee's podcast and he was talking about uh satnam and you know working with him and he said that big show has taken a liking to him a lot of it is because they are very similar in size and things like that and sanjay was like i told him you listen to everything he tells you 
whatever he says, you listen, take notes. He's like, I can only do some. He's like, we can relate because of, you know, we have similar backgrounds from where we're from and things like that. He was like, but big show. He's like, there's only a few really big guys in wrestling. And so Paul and Paul and to have the success that Paul White has had. And he was like, so listen to everything he says. If he pulls you aside and wants to talk, he was like, you make time. He's like, whatever, drop whatever you're doing and listen to everything Paul says and then absorb it. And he was like, and then if you have, do you need me to help kind of explain what he's saying? You know, we'll figure it out together and make, you know, make this work. And so I think, you know, that's a really cool thing to see that, you know, there's, it seems like basically for everybody, there's someone that they can go to, 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 to talk to and to learn these things and to pick their brains, which I think is a phenomenal thing that, that AEW has accessible to, to, to the, the wrestlers, I think is great. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> back to the, to the thing with, uh, the way Hobbs won. <laughs> so I'm glad Hobbs has the title and I'm glad that hopefully the book of Hobbs will just be a, that the little prop was not doing much for him <laughs> so i'm interested to see because qt says you know that they'll explain more uh next week about like what they're doing so i'm interested to see if it's just the two of them or if their qtv sounds like it's more than just hobbs that maybe they're gonna bring some other people maybe because it sounds like because the factory i guess is not a thing anymore i guess they're <laughs> i guess they're done um and so and it's interesting to Confirmed. No. <laughs> yeah. That was a joke. Do not start rumors. <laughs> I Do thought for a half a second on Wednesday us. for a half a second I thought when that bullet club popped just up, like everyone left, did, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's Jay!" And then I immediately said to my sister, "Is it Juice or is it Kenta?" Because I was like, "It's not going to be for." I did for a split second think it was Jay, and I was like, "Wait, nope." Let me all of us come back to reality who... real quick. <laughs> And so, anybody who knows anything <laughs> about that sort of thing had that for a minute at least for yeah. like a flash it was like <gasps> yeah i definitely like i i, I didn't even, i had my laptop because i was covering it for sc scoops and i don't know why i shut my laptop because i just was like oh my god it's he's it's jay and then i was like wait a minute and i was like no it's gonna be juice or kenta and it was juice which i'm happy i i think juice versus ricky sarks is gonna be great but i'm a, i love juice robinson so and i'm a huge ricky sarks fan so i saw some people complaining about it that it was juice but i was like juice is juice is good i like juice <laughs> glad to see him there and we'll have this comment that uh don says not only should jeff jarrett win the tag team titles he'd have him win the g1 <laughs> that would be quite what if they sent what if they sent jeff jarrett instead of danielson to the g1 <laughs> that would be tough that is a haul for a guy his age yeah that's a tour that's yes not yeah, not, not for the fan of the heart. Week, week. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I guess if anybody could pull it off, it probably could be Joe Jarrett. <laughs> He'd find a way. He would. <laughs> he would. Him and his guitar. And Sanjay. <laughs> I'd like to see um, Jeff Jarrett take on Toriano. Oh, yeah. That, that has to happen. That'd be hilarious. Maybe that'll be the Forbidden Door match. Maybe I still I still want my I still want my forbidden door match of Toriano versus Brandon Cutler and the cold spray war. I want because <laughs> Cutler always has the cold spray. He uh, Toriano was carrying around. It was the the disinfectant he always had, and I was like, and that's what I wanted last year. That's the match. 
Don said, let's not forget Double J was in Bullet Club too. I mean, who hasn't been? I mean, Scott Norton is, and they put him in it like two two years ago <laughs> at the, at, <laughs> or was it last? No, well, that last even year? WWE is inaugurating people into the Bullet Club because they at least said the words the other week when I was watching, uh, one, I can't remember which one's which anymore. <laughs> I, they all kind of blend together. <laughs> it's, it's you know what smackdown is better than raw but it's if it wasn't for me like i said i've said this many times on the show is like if it wasn't for the fact that i'm really trying to commit to this project because i want to like take this journey one more time and yeah see where it's gonna go and so i and jim probably because you don't um know that i'm doing this i'm uh I'm kind of doing the project. We're doing a show on the Fight Game Media Network called The Road, and it's The Road to WrestleMania, and we've covered everything from Rumble to Mania, and we're kind of doing like a weekly thing where we all check in, and it's rotating hosts from all the the network here. And we, so I was like, I'm going to commit to watching WWE for this period of time just because I think it's good to, like, I, I haven't committed, I haven't watched it in a long time. Uh, I did want to get more, uh, like, time on the network a little bit with some other hosts because I love them and I, it's the only time I get to talk with them. <laughs> and, uh, but it's, like, I'm, like, very, it's very different. And it's, I'm seeing all these different wrestling promotions and I'm seeing why people are so, in, in, like, indoctrinated with WWE culture in North America, mm-hmm. but the product, I don't care. Triple H, Vince McMahon, it ain't shit, man. It's <laughs> you see that Muda show and or even Revolution, which of course, you know, no build like usual, huge, awesome show. I mean, not like the greatest AEW pay per view in the history, but. It was a good, it was a good, it it was, I don't feel like I got robbed of my $50. So I am, which I'm always happy about. They continue to have equity with me. I'm good with AEW, like, but yeah, I had kind of tuned. I have been kind of tuning in some for like the bloodline stuff, but then even since I have to watch though. I haven't watched. Yeah, I haven't really tuned in the last couple of weeks. I've been seeing like just stuff on Twitter. I did see, I did see the turn. I did see uh, Jay turn on Sammy, and I was like, "You couldn't just give me till Friday. Like you had to do it right then," <laughs> which is why it worked. I mean, I know <laughs> they got me. <laughs> I knew that swerve was coming. I just didn't know it was coming right there. And and then looking back and rewatching it, I was like, "Oh, you idiot! You've watched WWE for years. You should have seen it, it was coming right then." <laughs> But and, and so I did see that, but then I haven't watched it. So I did. I'm trying. To, I did see the end. I saw a clip of the ending of Friday's episode of SmackDown. But yeah, the the Bloodline stuff is definitely the thing that keeps my interest. But yeah, even just watching it here and there, it reminds me of why I gave up watching it regularly because it's just it's not for me. Um, as much as I love some of those people, I just I can't. I have there's so much other things I could be watching that or watching things off my DVR that are not wrestling because sometimes I do do that What? <laughs> occasionally <laughs> um, oh I do want to so I want to mention this on Rampage they did um, they were doing some backstage promo stuff and they did one from Darby Allen and so Darby was saying because um, you know he hasn't been on tv for a few weeks he's probably been recovering from 
his tours in Japan <laughs> that he'd been doing. Um, but he was talking about how, you know, he is who he is uh, seven days a week. Um, he was like, what's the point of becoming a world champion and having all these accolades if at the end of the day, you're not really you? He was like, I don't believe anybody here. I guess he was just getting to the fact that he thinks they're all fake. Um, and he was saying, I guess my problem is I'm a little too real and just a little too crazy. I said I wanted to go out in a blaze of glory and I meant every word of that. There's a few things before my time in AEW is done that I want to accomplish. Maybe next week I'll make that a little bit more clear, which I thought was kind of interesting because I was like, is he think he's not going to be wrestling much longer? Um, <laughs> I was like, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. But then, like right after that, uh, they showed they did another promo, and this time it was Jungle Boy. And so then Jungle Boy, um, hang on, sorry, got a <laughs> spam call. Sorry about that. <laughs> Um, so Jungle Boy is talking about about Christian Cage and how he's closing that chapter. And, you know, he said um, Christian did teach him how to pick his shot. And he was talking about how momentum is very hard to come by. Uh, it's then it, once you have it, it's even harder to keep. Um, and he said, and I'll be damned if I, you know, did all of this for nothing. Um, he says, so every man with a championship around your waist, I'm watching you very closely and I'll be seeing one of you very soon. And then I don't know if this, the only reason I think this may be related to the other two things is just because of some conversation I saw on Twitter. It may not mean anything. I could just be reading into it. <laughs> but before Rampage even started, MJF tweeted an image from Revolution. It's where he's sitting outside of the ring and he has the oxygen tank and he said the devil is in the details. But some people are wondering if we got these promos from Darby and Jungle Boy because it's going to set up a fatal four-way between the four male pillars. So I don't know if that's where it's going, but I'm very intrigued by that possibility. And then MJF's tweet before, so we've heard from all, we've heard from three of the four pillars, and then Sammy Guevara opened Rampage. He had a, and so Sammy is the, um, when MJF said there are four pillars in, in AW, the four male pillars are, are himself, Darby, Jungle Boy, and Sammy Guevara. Um, and Sammy Guevara opened the show. So I don't know that that's necessarily where it's going, but I do, I wanted to bring it up just because I think that's a really cool idea if that is something that they're doing. I'd like to see, because, you know, we've talked about Jungle Boy uh, when he finished the feud with Christian a few uh, back in December, what we thought the feud was, well, was over for now. You know, we, Jungle Boy seemed primed to kind of go into the next part of who he is. And then they didn't really do that. And so now, like now that he has beaten Christian, like he has got to, move on to the next thing you and i have talked about how the feud we really want is to see him with mjf because M he and mjf have had really great matches um they're do they've now they have even more experience under their belt mjf has a title now um it's the thing that he loves more than anything like i would like to see that story play out um, but now it seems that maybe darby wants to kind of get involved in that and so I just I think that's an interesting thing that they could potentially be doing. And Sammy even because Sammy's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle with JAS. I mean, he does the some people have talked about how it seems like Sammy only wrestles for the viral moments that he doesn't wrestle to have the matches he had been having before. Because, you know, we've seen like when I think his the last match of his that really stands out to me was last year at Beach Break when he wrestled Cody Rhodes in the ladder match. Like, I think that was 
his last match that really stands out um just match wise not even just because he did the cool ladder he did the you know the cutter from the top of the ladder um which obviously still stands out because i'm talking about it a, a year later but it seems like sammy has kind of because he's in the js thing i mean i know he's got the story with, with with garcia um where he's like the the stuff that they're doing but it just feels like he's kind of it seems like besides mjf they've all kind of gotten in this holding pattern um and so but revolution also did kind of steer seem like they're steering in you know they're focusing on some of the younger wrestlers and so is that a story that they're going to tell here um because they are kind of moving like the revolution typically sets the tone for the rest of the year so are they going to be focusing more on these four pillars this year Jim, what do you think about a four pillars fight? I think it would. <clears throat> I think it's going to take a while to get there. Mm. I don't think, you know, you've got all this equity in these guys. Are you going to spend it all on MJF's title reign? That seems like right. a lot. And if you're going to do it, I think you're going to need a build. I don't think it can be just. I mean, I could be wrong, but it seemed like the next pay-per-view, um, that'd be a, kind of a fast thing if you got these. Sure. They're supposed to be the four, the four pillars. I could see it happening. It just seems like with AEW booking, I, I don't know that would happen so quickly. Right, right. Um, and also, it's like, who do you give that equity to? Sure. Who is this, who is this for? I mean, we've already spent... Danielson's equity on MJF. He's now the best wrestler in the world. Right. And that's obviously the plan, I'm sure. Right. Brian's cool with it. That's that's what they want to do. The um, best uh, technical wrestler. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I just think that um, they're going to... I, I agree with this comment that, you know, pushing young wrestlers is a big deal. I mean, we saw... Jungle Boy win. We saw pretty much young guys win the whole time mm -hmm. on the last pay-per-view. And that's that's a great thing. I mean, that's what um that's what wrestling needs right now. Uh, you know, you look at WWE and they've got you know, a lot of the old guard is kind of breaking down. Mm-hmm. And really, it seems like the only young guy they're pushing right now is Austin Theory. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to take some more time with Dominic. They got some things that are that are per percolating, but I'm not sure how many people they're exactly ready for that that next step. Um, right. Younger guys, mm -hmm. younger than say 35. Right. Yeah. Um, so no, I think I think the changing of the guard seems like a very natural time to be happening right now. So who do you right. think the MJF's next uh, feud slash opponent is going to be at this point? I mean, do you have any guesses on this, or are you just like, huh? Man, it's going to be punk. I don't know. Yeah, oh, I've seen yeah. some. I've seen some people wondering if it's going to be Hangman too. Like after because of the the match last week, if he because he's kind of primed him, put himself in position. Um, and I was listening to, to Matt Hardy's podcast, um, some of it yesterday, and he was actually talking about how, like, he thought that, like, it elevated, hey, it, oh, you're fine. 
Couldn't keep talking. Okay, but they were talking about how it elevated, like this match elevated Hangman to to another level, and it kind of brought him back. Like when he was champion before, he didn't have the star power that he has now, and so that whenever he wins the title again, I don't. I mean, I don't think he would obviously be the one to take it off MJF uh, in their next feud, but that he he they think and he he was like and his title reign wasn't bad by any means. It's just he doesn't have he didn't have the star power that he has now and all the stuff that he's built up. Um, so eventually when it is time for him to be champion again, like he, he thinks it'll be an even better title run. So I don't know that they do that this fast because you can't, can you have MJF? I mean, uh, Heyman lose to MJF right now. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he is in that prime position, I think because of that win, but I've, I don't know that I would put him in that spot right now. Um, maybe later in the year. Cause if, if MJF ends up keeping the title for a year, like we've talked about, then they have some time to do. And some of these may not be straight up feuds where they last like until a, a whole pay-per-view cycle. These may be feuds that last, you know, a few weeks and then he they, he moves on to the next contender um, but i don't know if hangman can do that right now yeah i'm not really sure if he's going to be the best one like if he's going to be the next one or if it's just, i know there's a lot of talk about jungle boy i feel like that might be like because he ended his deal with uh with christian yeah right it, well and then you also have like obviously adam cole is having his first match back at the end of the month. He's obviously not going to go straight into a, um, he's obviously not going to go straight into a, um, a, a, a title feud. I don't think, I don't think they would no. strap Adam Cole, but I don't think they'd put him in that position, but Adam Cole is clearly going to build to that. Yeah, that's um, true. I didn't think about that. Cause they've got the show coming up on the 29th and he's coming back on the 29th and yeah, it's just double or nothing is still what that's Memorial that's Day. That's the end of May. Yeah, that's the end long, of May. It's, I mean, it'll come fast, but it's a long right. Tri- so that's I don't a tri- know long if, trip. Right. So I don't know if they're going to start a feud with MJF right now, like a, a long, like a, something to set him up with uh, double or nothing now, or if they're going to. Well, and then I was gonna say, or if they're gonna have him wrestle for you guys, but we we forgot. I mean, I forgot. Uh, he's working harder, not. I mean, working smarter, not harder. <laughs> he's not really wrestling matches anyway, and so whatever he sets up for that wrestler, because you know we saw Danielson wrestle a whole bunch of people, you know, before their match. So I'm assuming his yeah, next. Yeah, I'm getting will a little a tired of, of the uh, MJF trials, though. I mean, like he needs to probably wrestle a little more often and not yeah. like send other people to wrestle. In my opinion, that's my personal opinion. It's just one. <laughs> woman's opinion <laughs> sorry about that i get caught no you're fine you're good no no we all understand yeah not a problem good we're yeah. good we're good we're totally good yeah so that'll be uh, it, it'll be interesting if they do any type of well so then maybe even if they don't do the four-way feud anytime soon maybe it's something they're kind of planting seeds for for several months or throughout the year it'll be interesting if they start kind of pushing, uh, you know, Sammy to do stuff outside of JAS um, or not necessarily like where they start building Sammy back up um, and even building Darby up where he's not just doing stuff with sting. Like maybe he does, you know, it will be interesting to see how each, each of their paths, you know, like how they build them up to get them to the four-way match whether it's something that happens at the end of the year or maybe it's something that happens next year like it could be interesting um to see how they build up not just jungle boy but every you know the other all four of them um and brad says 
Um, this would have been the perfect place for MJF versus Eddie Kingston for a short feud. I yeah, I I understand, I understand why they pulled Eddie to ROH. Um, that is a really him and Claudia was a very good first feud for for ROH. I think it's smart to build that, and I don't know how long they're gonna keep the title on Claudio. But Bride makes a very good point that, you know, this would have been a perfect time to do a short little something with him. And he's tweeting out Aristotle tweet uh, quotes every day. <laughs> but I love Eddie Kingston, so I'm glad. Uh, especially, and you know, also, it's interesting that they moved him over to ROH when he is also part of All Access. You would think that they would want him on AWTV during that time as well, but. We'll see yeah, if we can I'm, understand what he says with all the uh, bleeps. <laughs> with all the bleeping so. that they're going to do. <laughs> Just going to be like, Eddie starts to say something and he's like, I'm <laughs> Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he's the, that's the main thing that I'm looking forward to the show. I don't know how much about that show I'll keep up with, but I really just want to see what Eddie's going to do in that situation, just in that kind of a in a reality show situation. <laughs> Jim, are you interested in all access? You getting that on your DVR? I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch at least one. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, That's where I'm at too. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's, if it's a waste of time, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's where I'm at. And you know, um, I just, thought sammy guevara is on that show as well so maybe that's kind of where they push that type of i mean he and ty obviously will be on there and then they've got the jas so i guess that kind of works because jas kind of does the sports entertainment stuff and it kind of goes back to that so maybe that's where sammy i hope they don't build feuds for sammy on on all access but it's certainly possible they did it with total divas yeah that's the scary part is if they decide to do some of that crossover stuff that can work, but it can also be pretty yeah. tragic. So we're gonna t- I, we're gonna talk about something else. We're gonna talk about kidneys. Oh yeah, because I think it's very important. And Sam and I like to. Uh, we've had lots of people on our show that are uh, parts of all parts of walks of life of the wrestling community. And uh, I'll hear real quick. Eddie reminds me a lot of pipe. Uh, pipe. Uh, yeah, Roddy Piper. Pipe. At her. Mm-hmm. Rowdy Roddy Piper there. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But uh real real quick here, uh we, we want to talk about this because it's really important because Jim needs a kidney. I and do. why don't you tell the people and I will put information on the screen here sure. for the people to know and you sure. can explain what you would yeah, there it is right there. Um so I have a rare condition. Uh, GPA granulomatosis with polyangiitis. It used to be called Wagner's vasculitis. It's a disease of the blood vessels in the immune system. My immune system attacked my body and there's inflammation of the blood vessels. And the first time it happened, we caught it quick enough. But people in my condition a lot of times, if you don't catch it quick enough, it can spread to the kidneys and the heart because it's the vascular system goes mm-hmm. through your entire body. So anyway, this last time, unfortunately, we didn't catch it fast enough. And so it damaged my kidneys. There's, they still function, but they don't filter very well because there's a lot of scarring on the kidneys now. And so I need 
Hey, yeah, new kidney. I'm on the dialysis. I've got a little port. Yeah, you've got the portable one though, right now? You I've, said? Got, I've got the home dialysis. So this is connected to my chest. And I hook it up every night to the machine. And it uh, filters everything. Filters all the crap out of your bloodstream. Yes, that's what your kidney is supposed to do. Right. And uh, so, yeah, um, I'm looking for a donor, obviously. With, uh, with a cadaver donor, it can take years. And it also doesn't work as well as a live donor. So that's why a live donor is so important. I am an A-positive blood type. Which makes total sense to me. So if you're in the nice, it all works out. It's branding. It's totally. So uh, if you're A or O, uh, it would work. You can find out more information at uw.donorscreen.org or 206-598-3627. If you need my birth date information, just message me. I'll give you the info you need. But it's a, it's a process like and uh, we'll make arrangements for flights or whatever if you don't live in the Seattle area. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. That's right. Oh, because you guys have, yeah, you have the Travel Connect. Well, I think that's what they do, too. But yeah, who knows what we can do. That's You know what? But we want to get the word out because we do this a lot for lots of people. And we talk a lot about the power of the actual wrestling community, not the uh, neck-bearded, mouth-breathing trolls. You are fat, neck-bearded, mouth-breathing trolls. Sam gets a lot of them because of her um, keeping an eye on the scores of... Uh, the timing of women's the matches. timing yeah. of women's matches. She, that's her comments. They're sometimes filled with them, and she has a very thick Twitter skin, so she does not care or boost any of that stuff. I just but block them all. Because I, just don't I, have, I, had a I don't have the time or energy, but I need, I need that clip. I need to just... I'm just going to post... <laughs> Well, so you genuinely like we should make um a meme for you meme or a meme or a gif i appreciate that jim <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah it's i mean yeah i just even I when just she said it i actually she popped me because i was like oh you mean all the people in sam's twitter comments <laughs> <laughs> yeah when ruby said that i was like i feel you girl not near <laughs> i'm probably not nearly on the same level as them no, and it but, doesn't happen I mean, it doesn't happen that often it just when it does but that was the, the the one from two fridays ago that's the first usually it's like three or four it's because you got that question on the scrum and so yeah probably the, and then the but yeah friday i blocked that friday Friday, I blocked literally over 30 accounts that day because <laughs> I was just like, I don't have the time or energy trying to do my day job on top of that has nothing to do with wrestling. <laughs> I was like, it's just, I don't, I don't have time and you I'm not going to give you access to stuff. If you're, I mean, I was like, it's just, it's not worth it. I'll just block it all. And then, so well, and <laughs> we yeah. have, what's nice here too, is that like the Viking me guys like this community that we're in also, they're very supportive. So they like check in and are like, are you okay? Do we <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Ryan Frederick is a professional troll hunter, so <laughs> if you ever need any help, just let him I know. Just I should have done. I should have been like, you got some free time? Even, even poor Jim picked up some idiot troll the other day. I got 99% positive, but yeah. ever since Twitter changed, yeah. I don't yep. know what happened. 
that maybe that's part of it too because yeah i would get and it would only happen like a couple like a few times a year and it would just be like two or three people and it was just nothing but yeah it went it, from being totally like it probably it showed up like, in the it probably showed up in the for you section and then it didn't help because I, I was on the media call and asked the question the day before so then my name was out there because a few people had like tweeted because you know we were all live tweeting and a few people tweeted my name not my at but i that probably the firestorm that is because you know twitter is all i love twitter but i also hate it <laughs> it's just gotten so much worse but what i get is um because i work for the observer so right right i hate wwe of course of course but the thing that bothers me it's like they don't listen to my show if you listen to my show i have not been very negative on wwe right at all right it's like if you have a problem with something specifically i said that's fine right that's right. fair game yeah it's like yeah. it's like oh dave Meltzer, you must hate this you must hate that right because you all have to have the same mindset yeah. I'm constantly giving out to Garrett about uh, why he's not forking over that sweet Tony Khan cash. No to me. He's not Where's... sharing in that. Yeah, why isn't he not? He's not sharing the wealth, man. Tony doesn't. I'm like. Patreon. We don't need a Patreon. You're in the bank for freaking Dude, Tony. Pay, pay me off. I'll take the money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, to, like somebody once said, everybody has a price. <laughs> I'm happy to sell out. <laughs> Don says you think WWE would just start paying the observer staff too. Yeah. Right? You would think. <laughs> it's my Somebody, my favorite think... troll is the troll that decides to subscribe to the observer so that they can bash it. I'm like, you realize so you lost, them. right? You're giving them your money. You're hate like well, that's like the people who go to like WWE shows and pay good money for decent seats to have like Jim Cornette songs. <laughs> I don't look. Jim Cornette been in the wrestling business fifty years or what, right. forty years. He has a right to his opinion. Sure. And has a right to say things. Sure. Uh, it, what bothers me, and you, anybody can have whatever opinion they want. Mm -hmm. But it's for example, Rio is great. Yes. And it's like. If you don't like her, that's your prerogative. Right. But it's like, you got to put some respect on the name. Sure. Sure. You know, if you want to say you don't like her, that's fine. But if you watch her wrestle, you can see she can lay it in. Mm -hmm. She can do a lot of things. So it's like, it's fine if it's not your cup of tea, but put some respect on that name. Yeah, definitely. That's all 100%. Yeah, but he's not. I mean, they're not in it for that. Like those people are sort of cult leaders in their way. I mean, I'm probably going to take so much shit for that. But I'm just saying, you're not Jim Cornette. You haven't earned the right to do that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that is. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's the perfect way to put. Yeah. You have the right. I take your point. Not yeah. like real. That's fine. Right. You don't be using Cornette's terminology. You yeah. Earn that right is what I'm saying. Right. You're no, 100% no. right about that. That's, yeah. Yeah. When you do 50 years in the wrestling business, that's you can talk saying. like Jim Cornette. Perfect. No, that's a. Yeah. yeah preach. That's perfect. <laughs> <sighs> so, what do you think? All right. We cover everything. Do we have anything else? Says, Jim Cornette is a smart man who chooses to be dumb for attention. <laughs> Correct. 
Oh, he's a worker. Oh yeah, he works. He works every. He works everybody. Works. He works his. And he works his own listeners. You know, ever since the whole Ariel Awani thing, there've been people, you know, making inferences about Tony Khan. (laughs) Yes. And I'm like, you don't think people in '80s wrestling ever used cocaine? Have you heard about 80s wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they did. Yeah. They like, like on the daily. Yeah. They, it's like. They, it was freaking. That was their they, diet. Dude. <laughs> it was like, they were like pharmaceutical. They, managed, they went to the chemistry lab and the bar. That's like what they did. They like hit the, yeah. hit the cocaine and hit the ketamine. Right. And hit the bar. Like, yes. Yes, exactly. They used to like slip each other Mickey's as ribs. That was like, yeah, in the worst possible way. Like this is, yeah, not new. So Brad says Jim knows that what people will will listen to him to will listen to him to pay to hear, and he leans into that heavy. Yeah, because it pays his bills. Get he knows what he's doing. He's get. He's he's yeah. Exactly. Get paid. He knows. I, I mean, player, it's just. Well, I mean, it, and it's like me? it's it's like Howard Stern. Like Howard Stern was obviously the shock jock of the night. I mean, he obviously is still on the radio, but like that's what he was known for, and he knew people were tuning into that, so he turned it up to ten. Well, actually, probably like fifteen. <laughs> then he just and he got paid for it. Now he has. Now he's on Sirius, and he made some like insane he has some insane contract and they're paying him very well over there because they're paying for his name um mark said it was used as a payment in some places oh i 100 percent believe it wasn't just a hot dog and a handshake it was <laughs> it was some places some places I, yeah. I, I don't know here when that i i read that sheet book sometimes it really was he was uh, <laughs> wow <laughs> What a great book. Oh, that book is so good. Brian Salmon's writing a book about a, a gorilla monsoon coming oh, up here, too. So I'm very excited for that be to a come good up one. next. But I, I digress. Yes. Again, I don't know who right. uses anything. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, but, you know. But when you see that comment, yeah, you're like, do you know anything about 80s? I'm wrestling? pretty sure <laughs> that there are many wrestling promoters who have indulged in that stuff yeah exactly i mean it's it's theater it's hollywood in its own way and that's all that stuff i mean as someone who like works i mean the other half of my background is entirely in theater and i all of this anything that's performance related anything that has performance in it and i mean sports is regulated so like regular professional sports are regulated otherwise you can't get caught with that stuff although even those guys do it like if you've ever read some of the stuff that they they know how to get around the drug tests like they it's an iq test yeah exactly (laughs) and don even you know don says there's a lot of stories about vince having snow days too yeah no doubt about it looking about don also, if there any wrestling promoter deserves the name Snowman, it's Herb <laughs> <Herb> Abrams. <laughs> Snowman is great. Herb Abrams shows are amazing. That's yeah. I think that's a good place to uh, wind down. And... <laughs> let's end on the let's end on the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> cocaine bear is I'm out. It's just perfect. about to say cocaine bear. We can get that. That is a key. We will hashtag that right in we're there. It'll be hilarious. Do you want the song or not? Oh, yes, we're gonna, we no, do we're want do, the song. We are going to play uh, the song out. I actually had one more question for you. We're going to play play us out like we did yesterday because I yes. thought that was great. Please, everyone... do, please stick around for that. Don't just hop off yet. You need to hear the song. It's great. No, no. Yeah, we're not going. Uh, we will go away. <laughs> the song will come on. You may see our reactions to it. I don't know how it's going to work on our uh, <laughs> thing to it. I had to ask you, and I think you mentioned it, but I, I have to ask, um, how many times do you think you listen to The Gambler exactly? <laughs> Hundreds this week. And is it still stuck in your head? No, now that it's done, I'm trying to. So, so. Thank God, because it's still stuck in my head. But that, that's okay <laughs> because. I don't know. My wife was like, it's stuck in my head now. Thank you. I, it's it was it's <laughs> a worth it's a worthwhile yeah. uh, week starter. Um, I it's my dad used to love Kenny Rogers. He was a Kenny Rogers fan, so it works out perfect. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So, first of all, Jim, any plugs, anything you want to put out there to the world? I do Wrestling Observer Live on Saturdays. You can uh, listen. I've got a YouTube channel, Jim Valley. Subscribe to that. There's travel with my wife and wrestling stuff on there. Um, yeah, I do Saturdays for Wrestling Observer. You can download it at The Observer, um, or you can listen on... Uh, Sports Byline, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, every Saturday. I do Pacific Room with Fumi. I've got a Portland WrestleCast out right now with John Nord. Speaking of stories, <laughs> all kinds of great stories from uh, John Nord. They did something in Portland back in the 90s uh, in the late 80s. The uh, Boxing and Wrestling Commission really tightened down on the regulations one of the reasons that wwe didn't run portland for like almost the entire 90s and so uh they needed something to pop the crowds and nord came up with this idea of pelting the opponents with big plastic jugs of milk like at the store Apparently he used to work at a dairy and they got into a fight one day and started throwing them at each other and they hurt like hell. You can find it on uh, YouTube. I encourage you to watch it. It's John Nord versus Brian Adams, the crush from WWE. <laughs> so what they did, because chairs, they couldn't do chairs. They couldn't do blood. They couldn't do plating. John Nord came up with this idea for the breakfast club where they tied up Brian Adams and they take these jugs of milk and they just boom, throw them down on him and then dump boxes of cereal on top of him. Oh my God. You can watch Brian. Brian is not selling. Brian is like, this sucks. <laughs> oh man, that's so, so great. I'm into this. About the origins of that. Talk about John talks about Brian's reaction. John Nord, the berserker, Nord the Bloodberry. I heard for years that he's funny. Oh my god, he's so very funny, very personable. You can see why people like him. So it's a very fun interview. I lay the whole thing out so you don't have to be familiar with Portland at all. 
I explain it all. And then we go into an interview and talk to John, John Nord. So that's up at the Observer right now. It's very fun. I'm onto that. That sounds great. There's all kinds of great road stories in the Portland Wrestle cast. Oh, I can imagine. And I'm a huge, I mean, Pacific Rims come out and it makes my whole week. Oh, good. I, I, I just really love Pacific Rim. It, you and Fumi are great. Um, I love the it's battle of the kitty cats me. these days. You know, Fumi and I met. Tell me. So, in 07, my wife and I, we've been to every Disney park in the world. We're big Disney yeah. fans. So we wanted to um, go to Japan and go to Tokyo Disney Sea, which is an amazing park. Incredible. Right across from Tokyo Disneyland. Anyway, I was like, oh, maybe I can go see some wrestling. So this was back in 07. Um, I think MySpace was the thing still. Oh, my God. Yay. <laughs> and uh, so social media hadn't really taken off. Mm -hmm. A lot of the, the web wasn't translated yet. So I messaged Dave Meltzer. I'd interviewed Dave. I knew him a little bit. And I messaged, I emailed Dave thinking he just would probably know. And Dave's like, uh, email this guy, Fumi, he'll know. And so Fumi, I emailed Fumi and Fumi got right back to me. He's like, well, let's just get together and maybe we can find some shows we'll go see. So we get to the hotel in Japan and I'm expecting, you know, like a little salary man to show up with a suit because they're everywhere all over. <laughs> a big SUV pulls up, like bigger than anybody else's car in Japan. <laughs> Dude gets out. He's got like a Metallica t-shirt or some rock t-shirt on. Denim vest, shoulders, sleeves cut off, ponytail. Fumi's like, let's go. <laughs> So we get in the car with Fumi, this SUV. And again, we're like a foot above everybody else. <laughs> we're so much smaller. I would actually be tall in Japan. Right. <laughs> or at least that average height. So God bless me. I didn't know what Fumi did. I didn't know. Dave didn't tell me. <laughs> in perfect, perfect Dave fashion. In in true Dave Melton. Uncle Dave is going to Uncle Dave. So, uh, like an idiot. I'm like, so what do you do for a living? <laughs> Fumi's like, I'm sitting in the front seat. Fumi's like, you know that seat you're sitting in? I go, yeah. He goes, Hulk Hogan was sitting in there last week. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because <laughs> the week before, Hogan and Bischoff had been there for some media event for some book tour, whatever they were selling. I don't remember. But. So, um, takes me to Ribera, takes me to all the places on the, you know, gives me the five cent tour. And <laughs> we saw him like three times on the trip. He took us, he goes, what wrestling do you want to go see? And he's like, oh, we can go see some indies in town. They're really good. And I was like, no, I want to go see Misawa. So he took us to Differiaki, which isn't even there anymore. And we saw a Noah show. He was in a six-man tag. He was fat. He did nothing. But by God, I saw Misawa. That's right. That's we great. also saw on the show a young Ted DiBiase Jr. Oh, wow. 
before he was in WWE, who actually showed some charisma. I thought, oh my God, this guy's going to be a huge star. <laughs> um, he wasn't. But it was just amazing. The, the show that we saw, it wasn't anything spectacular. It was just a very typical Japanese house show with a lot of six-man tags. And, right. And everything. But, you know, we saw Noah. That's and I saw Pat Masala. And then, uh, you know, Fumi and I kept in touch. And then, you know, podcasts started happening. And Fumi's like, I want to do a podcast, Jim. You're going to do a podcast with me. <laughs> we started doing the podcast. And then we went full circle that we're on the, on the Observer. So. That's Where you such a cool story. Yeah. I'm so glad that you told that story. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That's yeah, awesome. absolutely. That's a great story. It feels like it's you guys. It feels like you guys are. are that's awesome. Yeah, wonderful. It's a lot for me. I oh god, so great. Um, that makes the podcast even better. I love it. I just love it so much. I'm so glad that, that oh, that's... Me. as you know, he's got a desire to share his knowledge. Yes, exactly. That's what and I love like, about it. He's like, well, people are doing podcasts today, so now I need to do a podcast. Yeah. Do a podcast. And who am I not to... Like, I'm going to say no. I am nobody. I'm not going to do a podcast with you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Nikki said that was a great story. And Don said he needs to release those awesome yeah. t-shirts again. Yeah, those foamy t-shirts are great. Yes. And Brad said that was I bet so he good. thinks I bet he thinks that they won't sell because he's like he seems like the sweetest person in the world. Very it's humble. like very you're humble. very wrong. Those would <laughs> sell. I would um, buy two. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Do the whole Nike like, media would wear them and just uh, they'd we'd probably all buy at least one wear them all. That'd be hilarious for WrestleMania weekend. Every like time we whole... go to Japan, my wife loves sushi. She always wants to go to sushi. And Fumi's like, you can get good sushi in Seattle. You don't need sushi. <laughs> and Fumi, we always go to like American chain restaurants. So we've been to Outback. <laughs> Fumi and I, we get together. We go to some bar that has wings. <laughs> Awesome. And we never, never ate at Japanese restaurants with Fumi. He <laughs> American chain restaurants. Oh my God. That's, that's awesome. so great. <laughs> oh God. I could sit and listen to Fumi stories and Jim stories all day, but I, I think that we're going to thank Jim. My <laughs> pleasure. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much for, for joining oh, us. That's great. Time. Anytime. please please come back that'd be great oh, anytime I, i'm this has been a, a great pleasure and i'm so excited and that is like children's parties sweet awesome do rebar mitzvahs rebar mitzvah that's right all right guys so we're gonna play you out do you want to hear about the song we gotta tell you about the song Okay, okay, tell them. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right, because Obviously, we are going to post the links yeah, to the band camp for these folks yeah, who did the, this song. The gambler, or the gambling story was a big deal. And, you know, I did my show on Saturday. And by Saturday, Brian's had a week to talk. Um, Andrew and the Matt men do their thing. Everybody's done their thing. All the jokes, all the news. And I'm like, well, I should do something. And so then I listened, I had the idea, 
for Kenny Rogers and the Gambler. So I listened to the song and I'm like, it seems awfully ambitious. But then I kept listening to it over and over again. Look up rhyming dictionaries to get ideas. And eventually after, you know, listening to the song a thousand times, <laughs> you know, I thought if I could just make it to the chorus once, that's good. You don't need the full song. And then the full song just sort of, just sort of happened. So I'm like, after the procedure I had last Thursday, I was like, I can't sing it. I was like, could I Shatner my way through it? <laughs> but I decided I need to sing her. So I put it out on Twitter. And somebody uh, tweeted me back saying, with the, with the, uh, with the gif of Tombstone, or um, of Tombstone said, I'm your Huckleberry. Love it. His name is Matthew Lindley. He's from Seattle. He sings in a band called The Misbehaviors. He's got a thing on Bandcamp. You can find it at Matthew Lindley. So I sent him the lyrics, and he sent this back. And it's chef's kiss. It is. He did three on the vocals. I wrote the song. He did the vocals. It's absolutely perfect. I can't thank Matthew Lindley enough. Well, and we will post it for allowing us to yeah. play it on our show. Oh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we will definitely post a band camp link. Yeah. Guys, band camp is wonderful. Oh, if you yeah. do band camp on Friday, it's free, uh, free fees for the artists. So yeah. um, do it on Fridays, but it's, you can donate any amount. Usually it's a great service. It's wonderful mm -hmm. for the artists. And if you do it on Friday, they get a hundred percent of the proceeds. Can, uh, can Elon, will Elon let us share? Uh, Bandcamp links, do you know? I think uh, he so. Okay. He does. I, I know he does because uh, my good friend Hob the Troll, who puts out wonderful, he's okay. the only good troll I'll do anywhere. That, that I'll do that. I'll put out his, yes. I'll tweet out his Bandcamp too, for sure. Yes. For sure. We'll make sure that we get that out to you guys too. Definitely. All right. So that you guys can see it. All right. So thank so you, Jim. Everybody yeah. have a great, great week, and we will see you guys next week. Here we yes. go. Yes. And please right. enjoy the song. <laughs> And get a suck in your and get a suck in your head for the week. <laughs> and hopefully this will play right. All right. Here we go. This the wrestler or it's the called a DraftKings gambler. There we go. I like it. Here we go. Love it. Maybe. I have it if you don't. Can you guys hear it? Uh, now we can. Playing bound for backlash. Met up with a wrestler. Both too excited to sleep. We took turns of staring DraftKings on my phone Something overtook him He began to speak Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun Yeah, you get it Every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.